It's 2023, and that means a whole new year of movies, music, and TV to look forward to. From a bear that does cocaine to Barbie, this is going to be a year to remember. I'm Sean. I'm Maggie. And I'm Reese. And today on Pop Culture Convos, we're talking new media of 2023. Once again, I'm Maggie. And I'm Sean. And I'm Reese. And today, as we said, we are going to talk about all of the new media that we are excited for in this fine year of 2023. So we're going to start with movies and we're going in date order so everyone can follow along with their calendars and mark things down. So first on the list is Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I am personally excited for this because I really like Paul Rudd and I also really like the previous Ant-Man stories, so I am very excited for it. I would agree. I'm less excited for Marvel now than I have been, but I think that the trailers for this look really interesting, so I will give it a shot. I will say I am probably less excited than the two of you. I have not been overly impressed by the stuff that's been released so far. I am also not a big fan of the other Ant-Man movies. I'm probably going to skip this one in theaters. If it's good, I'll check it out eventually. I'm excited for your excitement for it. How do you feel about Paul Rudd? I think Paul Rudd is fine, and Mm. I really like his appearances on Conan. I think you need more enthusiasm for Maggie here. I think Paul Rudd's great. I'm in love with Paul Rudd. I took a picture with his star of fame on the Walk of Fame in Hollywood this winter, and that was the only one I took a picture with. That movie will be out on February 17th. All right, and then on February 24th, the very next weekend, everyone should be watching Cocaine Bear. This is a movie based on a true story about a bear who does cocaine. How true it is, I am very skeptical, but I'm excited to watch a bear do cocaine and go on a murderous rampage. That sounds like a good, fun little movie. Is it rated R? It better be. It sure is. Okay, I figured. Any thoughts on Cocaine Bear, Reese? I am also not necessarily that excited about Cocaine Bear. I hate to be the cynic. The trailer didn't really do a whole lot for me, and as much as I think Elizabeth Banks is a wonderful performer, her track record as a director does not have me super enthused. But, again, we'll see. I'm always open to being surprised. Reese just hates fun. Yeah, Reese hates fun. I'm excited for Cocaine Bear. Good. Reese, do you want to talk about your pick now? (laughs) I didn't put this on the list. Oh, wait, no, this is mine. Oh. Okay, so Scream, I don't even know what number this is, actually. V-I? It is six. Okay, so it's Scream 6. And full disclosure, I've seen the first Scream. Great Um, movie. Yeah, fantastic movie. It's my favorite horror movie. I am excited for this one to come out because I don't know if it'll be any good, but it's an opportunity to watch the rest of the Scream movies and potentially even the Scream show. So that's why I'm excited for it, and that comes out on March 10th. Yes, and then on March 24th, We have John Wick Chapter 4, the fourth installment in the John Wick franchise. I love the John Wick movies. They're incredibly fun and engaging action movies that give Keanu Reeves a lot to do. Not as an actor, but just shooting people and stabbing people, and that's all that really matters. This one is probably going to be the conclusion of the kind of trilogy they've been having so far, and it's got one of my favorite pop singers Rina Soyama in it. Can't wait for that. Gonna be a great time. Okay, so I love Rina Sawayama. I also love that you described John Wick Chapter 4 as the conclusion of the trilogy. That was really (laughs) good. Well, I mean that in terms of, I see the John Wick movies as the first movie, and then 2, 3, and 4. Because there has very much been an interconnected narrative going on between 2, 3, and 4. 
Mm. That is why I said that. But I realize now that was not very clear. Gotcha. But it is not going to probably going to be the last one. Keanu has said that he will keep making them until he physically cannot. <laughs> Good. But the director has just signed on to do a an adaptation of Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six with Michael B. Jordan, which I am also very excited about. Nice. Upcoming after John Wick is Ari Aster's next movie, Bo is Afraid, on April 21st. I am a huge Ari Aster fan. Midsommar is one of my favorite movies ever. This has Joaquin Phoenix, who I dislike as a person, but I think he's a good actor, probably. The first trailer for this dropped, and it looks wildly different from anything else that Ari Aster has done. Pretty different from anything else Joaquin Phoenix has done, either. So, I don't really know the direction that it's going in, but I have much faith in Ari Aster to make a very good movie. I agree. I enjoyed Hereditary a lot, and I loved Midsummer. so I think Ari Aster's been on a pretty upwards trajectory for me. This is based on a short film he made several years ago, and it has been reported that it is around three hours long. It's going to be a long boy, but again, as a big Ari Aster fan, as a huge Joaquin Phoenix fan, I am very excited. I think this is going to be a really interesting film, regardless of the tone it takes. And again, that trailer was just insane in the best way possible so yes cannot wait for that one maggie me so the next movie on our list is are you there god it's me margaret coming out on march 28th and honestly i've never read the judy bloom book that this is based off of i know everybody loved it but if i'm being honest i put this on here because my name is margaret and i think it will be a cute movie so that's all any thoughts no thoughts So up next, on April 7th, we have probably what's going to be the best movie of the year, the Super Mario Brothers movie, based on the video game franchise Super Mario Brothers. This is the cinematic event of the year. Everyone's excited. Maybe of life. Maybe maybe of life. Probably. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I don't know how ironic I'm being when I say that. Because as cynically as I have gone into this project, because it's Illumination, because video game movies still do not have the best track record, the trailers that they have put out, I have been enjoying. So we'll see if that can translate to a full movie. I still have my doubts about Chris Pratt's voicing Mario. I was just going to say that. But everything else about it looks like it'll be a very fun time. And as a big Mario fan... It looks like it's playing exactly into what I want from it. I am actually very excited about that. I would also like to clarify, we do know how dates work. We just accidentally put the Super Mario Bros. movie after the last two, which do come out (laughs) after April 7th. We just don't know how to read a calendar. That's our bad. So the next movie is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and I'm going to let Reese take the lead on this one because he's very excited for this movie. I love the Guardians movies. They're easily my favorites in the MCU. I think James Gunn is probably the director with the clearest vision in all of Marvel. So it's very sad that this is going to be his last film with them before he goes off to hopefully make DC movies good again. Impossible Um, task. But the trailer that they put out, I love it. I'm very excited. Yeah, I don't don't really have much more to say. I just, I love the Guardians as characters and I'm very excited to see how their story concludes. I'll leave it there because Guardians of the Galaxy Volumes 1 and 2 were not my favorite Marvel movies, but I'm still excited to see this one. And it comes out on May 5th. The next movie on our list is The Little Mermaid featuring, is it Halle Bailey? Yeah. Yeah. Is that her name? That comes out on May 26th. And I am honestly not a super huge fan of The Little Mermaid story in general, but I'm excited to see how Halle Bailey does in the role, especially after all the controversy around it. 
controversy that I think has clearly less to do with the movie itself and more with the fact that it's a not a white actor, which I think is very stupid and very silly because people should be more mad that Disney is continuing to pump out soulless remakes of their classic films than anything. But we've already had our Let's Dis Disney episode, so I'm not going to go too much more into that. But I am also interested just in Halle Bailey's performance. That's probably about it. But again, people were very weird about that. I will probably watch it. I don't think it'll be one of my favorites of the year. But the next movie, which I am expecting to be my third favorite movie of the year. Sorry for Reese and Maggie fist pumping for this. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse comes out June 2nd. I think it's not a hot take at all that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is one of, if not the best superhero movie ever. And I'm very excited to see what they do with this. The animation style was very unique on the last one. I'm interested to see where they go with the multiverse concept. Obviously, that's a huge concept right now. They did a very good job the first time, so I'm just excited to see how it goes from there. Absolutely. I think the first film had a lot of style, and I think it's also an animated movie that we've seen a lot of influence taken from like even with the new Puss in Boots movie which also played around with frame rate and with its animation style very much in the vein of Into the Spider-Verse so I'm really hoping that with the sequel they keep experimenting they keep messing around with things just from the little bits that have been released of footage it looks like they're going all in on the multiverse with all kinds of spider people I am very excited about it and this is definitely going to be a big event for a lot of reasons. And the next movie on our list, I'm excited for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I don't really have any reasons for it. I'm just excited to see it. Our next movie is Pixar's Elemental, which comes out on June 16th, my dad's birthday. I'm really excited for this movie. It kind of gives me soul vibes in like a similar style and storyline. It seems like it could be a little... Basic, maybe? Basic and maybe, like, heteronormative in a way. Like, with the fire and ice mm, kind of... Opposites attract Right, right. I'm still excited for it, and I think it will be a very cute movie, and I have nieces and nephews that I will probably watch it with. I'm just hoping it delivers on an interesting and original premise. That will be the hope. On the same day, there is Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. Reese, I will let you take the lead on this. I love Wes Anderson. He's one of my favorite directors working, and his new movie, Asteroid City, sounds like him in his element. It's about a conference in the 1950s. The cast is enormous. The two leads are Margot Robbie and Tom Hanks. I could list the rest of the cast, but it would take forever. Margot Robbie's having a busy year. Busy life, really. She's been going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I believe this is the first time Wes Anderson's worked with either her or Tom Hanks, which is very exciting. I cannot wait. I'm very glad that this is getting a theatrical release, unlike the other film that he's doing, which will come out later with Netflix. Love Wes Anderson, but I'm just as, if not more excited, for the films coming out on July 21st. This is going to be the movie event of the year. Everyone should be. Everyone should be extremely hype. July 21st, mark your calendars. This is the release dates for Barbie and Oppenheimer. We've got Greta Gerwig and Chris Nolan, everyone's favorite directors. Everyone who has taste will love both of these movies. Two legendary auteurs. (laughs) Crazy casts for both of them. I like that you called him Chris Nolan. Made me feel a little uncomfortable. He and I are buddies. Oh, okay. We're tight. He's fine with it. Okay, cool. One of these is a war movie, and the other one is about a Mattel doll. I thought you were going to say one of these is a war movie, and the other is Oppenheimer. (laughs) That would have been a good joke. I didn't think of it. That would have been. 
But I'm so excited. I'm double featuring these. I'm making everyone else come with me. This is going to be so much fun. These movies are both going to make like $2 billion and be incredible. And I, there's, what else is there to say? If you're wondering why you haven't heard from Ryan Gosling in a while. <laughs> it's because Christopher Nolan killed him. Can we back up? He blew up a nuclear bomb for this movie? He didn't blow up a nuclear bomb, unfortunately. But he did use practical effects in making the explosion. I so thought he you did meant, blow something up. I thought you meant actual nuclear warhead. That was what it was initially being reported as, which was then proven untrue. Right, Good. as it should be. But I'm still very excited for both of these movies nonetheless. I support a man dedicated to his craft, but not using nuclear warheads for movies. Some of the, A lot of these are mine on the rest of this list. Um, Haunted Mansion comes out on August 11th. It is a Disney movie based on the attraction um, and the whole story of the Haunted Mansion. I don't like ghosts but I am very excited to watch this movie. After that, we have Challengers, which is the new film from Luca Guadagnino. On the same day as Haunted Mansion. Yes, who is the director of Call Me By Your Name and most recently Bones and All, both of which I thought were very, very good. This is a movie about a tennis coach played by Zendaya, who is coaching her partner in a lower division of tennis. It's billed as a romance comedy, which is something... Guadagnino has done in the past so this should be in his wheelhouse and I'm very excited to see how that turns out then September 8th we've got The Nun 2 if you've seen The Nun you know that it's not a good movie it's just there for fun The Conjuring Universe has some good movies like The Conjuring but I have faith that this will still just be like a fun little movie people will die presumably there will be an evil nun presumably and it'll be great. And in the same vein as The Nun 2 is a movie that comes out on October 13th, and it is Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie. Now listen, hear me out. I'm so excited for this movie. I love Paw Patrol, okay? But it's because I have a niece and a nephew, and also another nephew, but he don't watch TV yet because he's too young. But Paw Patrol is a great franchise. They have great episodes, and I'm so excited for a feature-length film, and I'm going to go to the movies with my niece and my nephew, and we're going to watch it, and it's going to be so fun. And then the next movie, also in the same wheelhouse, is Saw X, which I think is 10. Yeah, Saw 10. It comes out on October 27th, so I'm actually really, really excited for this. I love the Saw franchise. I just watched it for the first time last year. Obviously, they're like kind of crappy movies, but I really like them. I think they are a good slasher horror film with like a a game element involved. And Spiral, which is the last one that came out with, I think, Chris Rock, was a like a fantastic movie, unironically. So I'm very excited for Saw 10. Then November 3rd, we've got different wheelhouse now. We're going to Denis Villeneuve and Dune Part 2. I am thrilled for this movie because I love the first Dune. I love the Dune books. I've only read one, but I pretend that I like all of them. The second one I've started like three times and it's impossible to get through. But Denis Villeneuve does very incredible visual effects with all of his movies, very, very epic scale. This movie has everyone in it, plus Florence Pugh. She was not in the first one, so I'm excited for that. And it'll just continue the story and hopefully be like four hours long and be awesome yes i adore denis villeneuve he is probably in my top three current working directors i have loved every single thing i've seen from him especially blade runner 2049 and arrival so 
Yeah, I, I can never be not excited about anything that Villeneuve is working on, and I did very much enjoy the first movie. And I'm excited for Dune. I didn't really get the first one, but if I go see this one with Sean or someone else who has seen or read Dune, then I think I will be okay. After that, on November 10th, we have David Fincher's new film, The Killer, which is a film he's doing with Netflix, as was his last film, Mank. The Killer is based on a graphic novel about an assassin who is hunting down his previous employers. It stars Michael Fassbender as the assassin, and Tilda Swinton is also in the film, which I know Sean will be very excited about. I love Tilda Swinton so much. Tilda Swinton's also in Asteroid City. I didn't mention that, but... I love Tilda Swinton so much. But yeah, I again, David Fincher is like a top three director for me. Again, everything he's done up to this point I've loved, especially... Gone Girl and The Social Network. So, and this is taking him back to his wheelhouse of killers and intrigue. So, can't wait. And before we move on to the next one, I would just like to embarrass myself a little bit and say that I always confuse David Fincher and David Lynch. Thank you. The next movie that we have on this list comes out on November 17th, and it is The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I don't know much about this. I'm not like a huge, like, Hunger Games, like, super fan or anything, but. I'm excited to see another iteration of the franchise. I think that it'll be interesting for sure. It's prequely, which is fun, but we'll see. I thought that that was the only good YA series, really, so mm-hmm. hopefully it continues that. And then around Thanksgiving, we have Disney's animated feature of the year, Wish. Concept-wise, I think this sounds kind of dumb. I agree. It's about the, I also agree. It's about the star that they wish on in Disney movies. And it just kind of continues. We talked about this at length in our Disney episode, so reference that. But just Disney constantly looking for nostalgia instead of new things. But will I see it anyway? Yes. I'm mostly excited for it because Ariana DeBose is in it, and I didn't realize it was going to be a musical, which in retrospect makes sense. But I love her, and I am very excited to hear her voice. So as much as the story sounds stupid, I, I am excited to see it. But I'm more excited to see the next one. Then the last dated film on our list for December 15th is Wonka. This is a prequel to the Willy Wonka and the Charlotte Factory mythos starring Timothy Chalamet as the titular character as he begins to build his chocolate empire. It is also a musical, and it is being directed by Paul King, who you will likely know as the director of The Incredible Paddington 2. So you can bet this is going to be full of whimsy, full of fun, and Paul King as a director very much emulates Wes Anderson's style, but probably better than most other people who try it. So I'm very excited to see how he tackles this story. And I love Timothy Chalamet. He's probably one of my favorite working actors, so I'm very interested in seeing how he does in a musical. Well, we know from his statistics class that he can sing, so it'll be good. I am very nervous for this movie because I love the original Willy Wonka, I think is what it was called. I think it was called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Ock. Um, So Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and then Willy Wonka. Those are two of my favorite movies and I'm really nervous for a full-on musical version that is also a prequel that also stars Timothy Chalamet which for me can be hit or miss but I'm excited I'm still gonna see it so and then the last two films I'll move through quickly because they are not currently dated but I thought they were worth mentioning 
How Do You Live, which is the new film from legendary anime director Hayao Miyazaki. This is a semi-autobiographical film about childhood and growing up. And it has a release date for Japan in July, but it does not have a release date in the West yet. Is it an anime or a live action? It is animated, yes. Okay. It is hand hand done, so it's been in the works forever. Miyazaki's a legend, and his last film, The Wind Rises, was personally my favorite that I've seen of his. So I'm very excited. And then last on our list is Killers of the Flower Moon, which is the new film from also legendary director Martin Scorsese. He's doing this film for Apple TV, and it is based on a novel about a series of killings that happen in Oklahoma in the 1920s. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Jesse Plemons, Lily Gladstone, and Robert De Niro in the leads, as well as Brendan Fraser is supposed to play a pretty big role. So, yeah, again, Scorsese, great director. Very interested to see how this turns out. All right. Moving on to albums, we're going to kind of floor it through this one a little bit more because they don't schedule out as far and there aren't as many on this list. But, Reese, if you would like to start us off with your pick. I can start. I have first on the list coming out on February 10th, Paramore's new album, This Is Why. I'm a very big Paramore fan. Yeah, I'm excited for their comeback album because it's been a while. The singles that they've been putting out have been sounding good. And then on February 17th, we've got Pink's new album, Trust Fall. I know that some people think that Pink is lame, and I think that those people are dumb. If you see her live performances, she's always like 50 feet in the air in a little spinny thingy, which is kind of fun. Don't know what that has to do with her music, but I'm excited to see. I think it'll be good, probably. And then on February 24th, we have Gorillaz with their new album, Cracker Island. And I'm going to let Reese talk about it, because apparently this is his favorite band. Gorillaz is my favorite band. I love Gorillaz. I think the idea of a virtual band is fascinating. And I'm a big fan of everything that Damon Albarn as a musician has worked on, including Blur. But Gorillaz, just their, their combination of rock, of hip-hop, of electronic, of dance is just excellent all the way around. Their last album, Song Machine, I loved. And this one, the teasers have been great. The song with Thundercat, the song with Tame Impala. Also on the album are features from Bad Bunny and Stevie Nicks. So it's going to be an eclectic album. It's cult-themed, apparently. So I'll be very interested in seeing how that story ties through the tracks. But yeah, I'm always excited for new gorillas, so I had to I had to talk about that. And I'm really excited for it too. I'm not as big a fan as Reese, but I'm a casual listener of gorillas, so the next one that comes out is on March third, and it's Daisy Jones and the Six and their album Aurora. Not really sure how this is gonna work because I think it's an album from a show that's coming out, which is called Daisy Jones and the Six. I'm not 100% sure what it is, but my roommate and the Miami student video editor, Hannah Horsington, has been talking about this show and is very excited for it to come out. And I guess it's kind of loosely based on Fleetwood Mac, and it's supposed to be a band in the 70s. I don't really know, but I'm excited to listen to the album because the band looks cool. And then after that, we have the first album of 2023 from Kelly Uchis, Red Moon and Venus. I think she said on Twitter that she was planning on releasing two albums this year, one English language and one Spanish language. I oh, believe I'm so this is the English language one, and I know she's put out a couple songs from it so far. I haven't heard any of them, but I love Caliuchis, so I will definitely be checking that out when that comes out. Colombian representation. And then on the same day, on March 3rd, is the new album from Slow Tie, Ugly. This is one I'm very excited for. Slow Tie is a British rapper. His last album, Tyron, was a very interesting mix of aggressive hip-hop and more introspective songs. 
And he always brings something to the table that's interesting to think about and listen to. So Then on March 10th, we have Miley Cyrus's return with Endless Summer Vacation. I was a huge, huge fan of her last album, Plastic Hearts, from 2020. It was very much rock. It was a different sound than she had ever done before, and she did a whole ton of covers along with it, which I thought were all incredible, Heart of Glass especially. I did not love Flowers, which is the lead single. I think that it's one of the less interesting things that she's released recently, but huge on the charts, huge, huge first week. So I think that that bodes well for the success of this album, at least. After that, on March 17th, we have the return of 100 Gex, 10,000 Gex. 100 Gex are easily one of the most polarizing, but I think also fascinating bands to break in the last 10 years. Their mix of hyperpop, EDM, and hip-hop elements are certainly unique, and they have very much trademarked a specific sound. I know a lot of people who hate them, who find them very annoying. I personally have enjoyed pretty much everything I've heard from them, and I'm very much looking forward to them expanding and furthering their sound on their new album. The week after that, Lana Del Rey is back at it with Did You Know That There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard on March 24th? Thrilled for the title of that album. I really loved her last two, Chemtrails Under the Country Club and Blue Bannisters. They were not super commercially successful, which I found unfortunate. They were two of my favorites of hers. But I don't know sonically what she's going to do with this one. Probably more of the same, to be honest. It does, however, feature a song called Grandfather, Please Stand on the Shoulders of My Father While He's Deep Sea Fishing. And I'm really interested. I want to know what metaphor she's making in that song because I'm sure that it is heavy-handed and phenomenal. Yeah, I I also have enjoyed a lot of Lana Del Rey's most recent works. I actually didn't listen to Blue Bannisters, but I loved Norman Effing Rockwell, and I really enjoy Chemtrails Over the Country Club. This one seems like it's going to be similar in that I know Jack Antonoff is going to have a hand in the production, but I'm also interested because it has a feature from Father John Misty, who is one of my favorite artists. And at the end of March, on the 31st, is the first studio album from indie pop supergroup Boy Genius, which is composed of Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers, and... Lucy Dacus. Lucy Dacus. I wasn't sure how to say that name. But I am so excited for this because I am a little indie pop super fan. So to have three of the biggest indie artists coming together to make an album is like, oh, I'm so excited. Absolutely. Phoebe Bridger's Punisher is my favorite album of 2020. Lucy Dacus's home video was in my top 10 of 2021, I think it's when it came out. And I've enjoyed a lot that I've heard from Julian Baker as well. But when they come together, it's it's magic. So I cannot wait for this album. The only thing that would make it better is if they let Wise Blood in. I know that they all know her. I don't know who that is. She is cool. Wise Blood is very cool. Wise Blood is very cool. She's doing a three-part album about climate change. Parts one and two are out. They're both phenomenal. That's very cool. After that, on April 7th, is Billy Martin's new album, Drop Cherries. I don't know really how to describe Billy Martin. She's kind of folky in the indie vein. She's kind of like if Aurora and Billie Eilish combined together, but then all acoustic. And I just think that she's cool, and I'm a fan. After that, we have the new album from The National, First Two Pages of Frankenstein. The National are probably one of the better known in the sort of indie rock 
sound that really took off around the beginning of the 2010s. They've consistently put out pretty great stuff, and I'm very excited for this one as well. This one features some appearances from Sufjan Stevens and Taylor Swift, as well as two features from Phoebe Bridgers, who all of which I believe they've worked with in the past. I like The National a lot. I'm very interested in seeing how this one turns out, especially with such prestigious names attached to it. After that, we've got a little bit of a gap because people don't schedule albums the same way they schedule movies. But Arlo Parks will be releasing My Soft Machine on May 26th. Arlo Parks' last album and her debut album, Collapsed in Sunbeams, was such a cool, cool project. It was like upbeat songs about depression, which was interesting. But she has a really unique sound, and I'm interested to see what she does on this new project. I have faith that it will be very good, whatever it is. And then we get into the albums that don't have a release date, because as Sean mentioned... Albums are a bit weirder than movies, and they don't always have a specific date. So the next album we have is Kimbra's newest album called A Reckoning, and it just says it's going to come out sometime in 2023. I am very excited. I have loved Kimbra since... Somebody that I used to know? Yes. And also, one of my favorite songs of all time is Settle Down by Kimbra. It is a fantastic song. Would highly recommend every single person on the planet listen to it. I love her voice. I love her style. And I'm very excited to hear this new album. And then the next one is The Bleachers' new album. I don't think it has a name that has been released yet, but it's Jack Antonoff's newest project. And I just like Bleachers' sound, kind of like indie rock, which, again, is what I'm into. So, And then I'll take the last three as the Miami students resident hip-hop person uh, i have the collab album from two of my favorite in the underground experimental hip-hop field jpeg mafia and danny brown peggy has been on a tear releasing some of the best hip-hop of his career and of anyone's career in the past few years and danny brown's been gone for a while but they've collabed a couple times in the past and both times have been great can't wait to see how this album turns out danny brown will also have a solo album at some point this year and JPEG Mafia has said that he will be putting out three albums this year. I'm assuming that the collab album is one of them. Very interested in seeing what the, how the other two turn out. Then after that, I have the new album from ASAP Rocky, which is currently titled Don't Be Dumb. He's released a couple singles from it. I've really enjoyed all of them. I think ASAP Rocky is one of the more creative talents in the mainstream of hip-hop with a very psychedelic progressive sound so definitely looking forward to that one and then finally it's been two years since the last title the creator album he drops a new album every two years it's safe to say there's going to be a new title the creator album this year what it'll sound like when it'll come out who knows there's always something to look forward to with tyler and i cannot wait to see what the new phase of his career is going to sound like and on that note we're going to move on to the final category that we have listed out which is tv shows and i'll start because the first show on the list is one that already came out. It's The Last of Us. I love The Last of Us. I guess you could call it a franchise. The video game, I've never played it because I do not have a system with which to play it, but I have watched it. And when I watched it, I thought that it played like a movie. So I was very hesitant to watch a show of it, but it has had very good reviews and it looks really, really, really good. So I am very excited to watch that. I am also interested in it. I have not played the games, but I've heard a lot about them. And from what I've seen of the show, it looks very interesting. It seems like they translated it pretty well. So I would also be looking forward to watching it at some point. Next up, 
is the project that I am most excited for this year, unironically. And a project that up until this point, neither Maggie or I knew about, but Sean sold us on so hard that I think we're all going to watch it. It's it's going to be incredible. It comes out this coming Tuesday, which by the time this episode premieres, so it's already out. Go watch it. Go watch it. It's called Kunk on Earth, <laughs> and it is a completely serious, straightforward documentary series where Philomena Kunk goes around the earth and she (laughs) we can't even get through it because it's just I mean she goes around earth and she she (laughs) she learns things and all you need to know is that it's a very real documentary I've never seen a more beautiful and well thought out documentary story wholesome Philomena Kunk is very obviously one of the deepest thinkers of our time clearly Mm -hmm. She knows philosophy. She knows King Arthur. She knows history. She knows nuclear bombs. <laughs> yes. And ABBA. And, and ABBA. ABBA. She loves ABBA. Cunk on Earth. It's out now on Netflix. Go watch it. Go watch it. Go watch this, this it. This very serious documentary. Also on Netflix is the show You. I have still yet to watch season three, but season four comes out on February 9th, and I'm really excited for it because I really liked season one and season two. So as long as season three isn't absolute garbage, I am excited to see where the story goes in season four. And then Party Down, I'm not really sure what the show is. I think it's a revival. It is. Yeah, and it has Adam Scott in it, I know. Some other people I don't know. But it just looks like a really funny like sitcom, satirical, dry humor show. So that looks really good. It's a show that my dad really liked. That comes out on February 24th. And then Succession. I have not seen this, but I have heard... I went to Hollywood this winter, and every single person we talked to out there mentioned Succession and how good it is. So apparently season four is coming out in spring of 2023, which means I need to catch up on the show. So I'm going to watch all of Succession and then watch season four when it I comes out. I believe the guy who directed The Menu is the lead on – Mark Mylod, I believe, is the lead on Succession. Huh. I which, keep... I know, which I know, Sean, you were a big fan of The Menu. I was. I have rewatched it at this point. Um and it's a very good movie. I think that it's funny. Well, then I'm excited to see Succession based on what I have heard here today and what I keep hearing about the show. And then Tiny Beautiful Thing, we will get to Katherine Hahn later in a different context, but she stars in this show. And it's interesting. I'm not quite sure of the plot, but it seems to be about an advice columnist, but her life is like falling apart. And it just seems really, really interesting as a journalist by trade, as that is what I do. So I think that'll be an interesting story. And also Katherine Hahn is amazing, and I love her as an actress. And then I will stop talking in a minute. But then Loki season two is coming out. Now listen, Loki was not my favorite Marvel show that has ever come out. But I am still excited to see it. I really like, God, what's his name? Tom Hiddleston. I really, really like him. So I'm excited to see it. I don't know how they're going to handle all of the stuff they introduced in the first season, but I'm willing to give it a shot. But Marvel is on thin ice. I am a Loki hater. Not the character. I just think that it's dumb that he's alive because he's not alive. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. And I think that it's... They just need to pump out content in any way they can. Yeah. And I didn't like the project, but I did love WandaVision and especially Katherine Hahn. And I'm therefore very excited for Agatha, Coven of Chaos, which also comes out this year. It's the Marvel project that I care most about in 2023. I think that it will be funny and witty and silly and goofy. And I just don't think that it's going to take itself very seriously because Katherine Hahn is involved. And hopefully 
it doesn't do the Marvel TV show thing where the last two episodes are just a movie with a big action sequence in the middle. But if it does, I will cry. Sean, I've got bad news for you. It's a Marvel show. So... But so was WandaVision, and WandaVision was really good. Except that they Except made the last, two episodes the last two episodes into a movie. a movie. Well, I want to be a witch, so I'm excited for Agatha, Coven of Chaos. A bold pushback from Maggie. I am very excited. Anyway, let's move on to the next thing on our list, Ahsoka, which I think Maggie put on here. Sean put on here? I don't watch that Yeah, Sean shows. put it on here. Okay, I... I've also watched, I've watched some of the Clone Wars. I am familiar with Ahsoka as a character, but I've not seen the whole thing. Rosario Dawson is playing her, which I think is cool. I like Rosario Dawson, but I don't know much about the show. I'll hand it off to Sean. Yeah, I'm not like a huge Star Wars fan, but I was coerced into watching the Clone Wars, and I think that Ahsoka is one of the more interesting characters in it. Not to spoil a years-old animated show, but she leaves the Jedi Order because they're corrupt and then, like, still does Jedi-y things. I'm just interested to see what they do with her as a live-action character. I do think that the character design works much better in animation than in live-action, but I will give it a chance. It'll be interesting. I'm also excited for The Three-Body Problem on Netflix, which doesn't have a release date. This is a science fiction series. It's based off of a book trilogy by Shishin Liu from China, and it follows characters it sure does i don't remember any of their names it goes across the globe so you start off in china and then it's in the u.s a little bit and then it's everywhere and then it's like underground a little bit essentially there's an eminent alien invasion 240 years in the future that we know is coming and it's preparing for that to happen so it's not an anthology it's not an anthology but it spans from the 1940s through like 2800 it goes crazy far and i'm just super interested in how it'll translate to the screen if netflix will do a good job of it i'm excited for netflix to cancel it like two weeks after it starts that'll be great i'm really thinking that's going to happen but oh well oh the next movie is also mine it's called mrs davis it's, it's a actually movie. a tv show. it's a tv show actually it's crazy it comes out in april 2023 it's also like The Nun 2. This movie is about a nun, too. <laughs> you mean this show? Yeah. <laughs> and it's about a nun fighting against artificial intelligence called the algorithm. And listen, I like movies and shows with religious themes. I think that they're fun. And I like movies and shows with AI themes. I think that they're scary. And I've never quite seen a property with religious AI themes. So this will be, will it combine well? Yeah. All right. And then I guess I can take this next one. We have Gen 5, which is a spinoff of The Boys. I like The Boys a whole lot. I believe this spinoff takes place at a school of some kind. I think it's college. And it's about college-age superheroes learning things, I guess. I don't know much about it, but... I'll probably check it out. Again, I really like The Boys. I think it's a really interesting inversion or take on superheroes. So I am very excited for this one as well. I put it on my list. I have not seen The Boys, but I have seen Invincible, and I loved that. And The Boys is high on my list. I want to watch that when I'm not so busy with school. So then I also really want to watch this one. Which I 
want to put in also with it's not on the list, but I believe Invincible Season 2 is It is coming, coming this out year. this year. I'm so excited. I didn't put that on my list, but Invincible is a fantastic anti-superhero story. And then I guess I'll end <laughs> this with one of the cheesiest shows I've ever watched, but literally one of my favorite shows. It's called Never Have I Ever. It's one of those stupid teen shows on Netflix. Season 4 is coming out this year, and my notes on our list were, and I quote, OMG, OMG, OMG. I'm very excited for the show to come out. I love following Davy, who's the main character, and her lights in high school with boys and with friends, and I'm very excited for it. And I think that concludes our list of new media for 2023. A very short and succinct list, I think. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> you should have no trouble following along with everything that we mentioned. Thank you for tuning in to our 2023 media list look ahead. And we will talk to you next time. And you will listen. Yes. Goodbye. 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 This episode was produced and edited by Maggie Pena, Sean Scott, Reese Hollowell, and Sarah Grace Hayes, with supervising production from our editor-in-chief, Cosette Gunter. Our theme music is by Sam Terabellini. Stay tuned and follow us on Spotify under the name Pop Culture Convos or on SoundCloud under the Miami Student. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.